0: For 50 years, kids across America and around the world have stood by their toaster waiting in anticipation for the telltale sound informing them that their Pop Tart is hot and ready. A few years later, those same kids frantically shove cold Pop Tarts into their mouths as they rush off late to another lecture at university. And even still, a few years after that, those same kids, now full fledged adults, munch away on their Pop Tart as a snack in the evening or a grab and go breakfast during their morning commute. The point is, You never grow out of Pop-Tarts. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and 5, and today we are taking a bite out of the frosted pastry that represents the pinnacle of human ingenuity and innovation. This is the brief history of Pop-Tarts. Back in the early 1960s BP, or before Pop-Tarts, the Post Company was working on a toaster pastry they called Country Squares, essentially Pop-Tarts. Excited about the new invention, they'd been working on, and probably assuming it would shift the tide of the cereal wars, Post announced country squares six months before they were ready to hit the shelves. This proved to be a critical error. Post's main competitor, Kellogg's, immediately went to work on creating their own shelf-stable toaster pastry, and why wouldn't they? At this point, Kellogg's had been in the breakfast cereal business for a long time, but knew very little about baking and pastry, and so they turned to some little elves for help. Specifically, Keebler out. At Keebler, there was a man named, and get this, Bill Post. That's right, Kellogg's hired a man named Bill Post to beat the Post company to market. I'm almost positive that this was purely coincidental and that there is no connection between the two, but an interesting little fact in the last, and rubbing a little salt in the wound there too, I think. Now, Bill was the manager of Keebler's Grand Rapids plant in Michigan, and he'd been working for Keebler since he was 16 years old. This is to say that he knew his way around a pastry, and before too long, fruit scones were born. Bill knew he had a hit when his kids kept begging him to bring home samples of them. The thing is, fruit scones doesn't really have the same ring to it that Pop-Tarts does, and so the name was changed, inspired by the pop art movement of the 1960s, before they hit the shelves. But one big difference between Pop-Tarts then and now is that they weren't iced. They were just plain on top with a slightly thicker pastry. Another difference is that there was a perforation running diagonally across the Pop-Tart so that they could be split in half. Pop-Tarts were launched regionally in Cleveland in late 1963. They were an instant hit and Kellogg's decided in early 1964 that it was time to ship them nationally. They were so confident in their product that they upped their order from 10,000 cases to 45,000 cases. Even with this, they sold out and had to issue a full-page apology to their customers. They sold out; they couldn't believe it. So, in 1967, Bill Post, so uh, three years after pop tarts had been released national, nationally, excuse me, Bill Post walked into a board meeting at Kellogg's with a toaster under one arm and a prototype of the frosted pop tarts under the other. Up until this point, the bigwigs at Kellogg's didn't want to frost Pop Tarts, citing the fact that the icing would just melt off and cause fires. Though this very issue would lead to lawsuits down the road, um, in that meeting, Bill Post posted multiple iced Pop Tarts with no melting whatsoever. Within minutes of that meeting ending, approval was given to start icing the entire production line of Pop Tarts. At least that's how the story goes. Now over the years many different companies have tried to take a piece of the toaster pastry market away from Kellogg's and Pop Tarts, but none have been overly successful. Pop Tarts with their perfect combination of pastry to jam to icing just can't be beat. Even today in the increasingly health conscious world that we live in, Pop Tart sales have kept increasing and have continuously for the last 34 years. I think there's one simple reason for this. Like I said in the intro, you never grow out of Pop Tarts. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and this has been a brief history of Pop-Tarts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. Of course, you can like, subscribe, rate, and comment on this podcast. You can tell your friends about it, share it around, do whatever you'd like with it, and it's all for you. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food in 5. And tomorrow... I don't know what we're talking about tomorrow. We'll figure it out. Um, But until then, have a great Tuesday, everybody. I'll talk to you soon.